and welcome back to another episode of the Make and Save podcast, which is the podcast which aims to break the stigma of allergies. And I've had quite a few coffees, so I'm quite buzzing at the minute. So uh, let's get straight to it. I'm joined by Cal Dine, the founder of Equal Eats, which do like allergy translation cards. And it was great to actually really sit down with Cal because we met, and we met about three years ago at the first kind of, well, my first ever Free From Allergy show in London. And I remember he kind of made a massive impression on me and he made me feel very welcome. So I was actually quite nervous. It was like my first ever algae talk. So I was quite nervous. And the first time actually meeting other algae bloggers as well. It's so weird when you see someone online and then you actually see them in the flesh. So yeah, it was great to kind of meet Cal. And he obviously made me feel at ease. And he was like, oh, come along to my algae show. And he was educating kids using the guitar, like using music, which I thought was so fascinating because I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's great to have like Cal on the podcast. And I think it's like the first time we've actually kind of sat together and had like a really in-depth conversation. And I feel like I got to know Cal so well now. I'm really looking forward to hopefully meet him again at the next kind of algae show. So yeah, it's great to sit down with Cal to kind of talk about how he's managed his allergies. He's very well-versed and very traveled and he's gone to so many different countries and manages allergies very well, obviously from going to like China, which we kind of spoke about. So yeah, it's really great to kind of get his insight on that because I think these type of companies I always want to go to, but I'm always too worried with my allergy and how they're going to kind of deal with it. So yeah, it's great to really kind of hear Cal's experience of how he's managed that and how he like felt so empowered by kind of accomplishing to that. And he now he feels so confident going to all these different countries. And then kind of the journey of Equal Eats, which is allergy translation cards and how that kind of story began. And I was kind of talking about my experience using Google Translate and why that is not always probably the best kind of way when translating that I've got severe allergies. So yeah, it's great to get Cal's experience on that. But yeah, I nearly had a breakdown at the start of editing this podcast because I realized my good microphone, the audio just didn't record. And I didn't realize until I went to edit the podcast today, which I was like so annoyed with myself. So yeah, to be honest with you, the audio sounds great on Zoom. So yeah, hopefully you won't make see a difference. But I just thought I'll clarify that before we jump into it. But just before I jump into it, this episode is brought to you by Healthy Nibbles. And they've done a free from allergy snap box that is completely allergen safe and free from all the top 14 major allergens and honestly they have so many allergy free snacks to choose from honestly i'm spoiled for choice every time i go in the box i'm like should i choose this should i choose that my girlfriend's constantly trying to nick it so yeah i'll leave a link in the description in this podcast and there'll also be a link in my bio on instagram so yeah make sure to check it out and finally if you get a chance to write me a quick review on itunes i really appreciate it now let's grab a cup of tea get yourself comfy and let's get straight to the podcast i'm joined by Cal Dine and is a performer, educator, musician, entrepreneur, puppeteer and speaker. I feel like you cover so much. So yeah, it's exciting to kind of have you on to kind of talk about your story. How are you doing? Good, Dan. It's really good to talk to you. I'm very, uh, very well excited to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. For anyone who has not come across your Instagram profile before or come across you, could you do like a little introduction to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am that guy that picked up a guitar once and started writing songs about food allergies and made a career out of it. So it's been a, a really interesting road where it literally started with my own food allergy journey, having multiple food allergies growing up, having a really severe reaction that kind of woke me up out of my teen years um, and wanted to help other people. And really, the, you know, the biggest skill I had at the time was in college was guitar playing, being in bands. So I started writing some songs for kids um, to help them learn that it's okay to have food allergies. There's lots you can do to stay safe. 
And, and things really grew from there, just writing a few tunes to CDs, to DVDs, to jobs, to my own business. But it all revolved to just wanting to help other people. And that's what it's all about still. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, the first time I met you, so I was going to discuss this, like the first time I met you was at the Allergy Free From show in London. And I remember like, I met you alongside quite a few different allergy advocates. And I was actually quite new to the scene at this point. I probably didn't know many kind of allergy bloggers. Um, and I know there wasn't many algae bloggers kind of in the UK at that point. There was only like a, a handful of us. So yeah, it was amazing to meet yourself. And I remember you saying that I've got a show. I, um, I'm doing a musician while using my guitar to educate people about yeah. algaes, which I thought was like so interesting because I never really kind of come across or heard anything like that. But I know like since then you've done like 900 assemblies and you've educated over a million people using your guitar. I mean, how did that journey start? Like, did you, was you always playing the guitar from a very young age? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing to look back and that reach is, is, is so neat to, to see. But it really did start so incredibly small with never a dream of like, I want to go to every school in my own city and across North America. But it literally just started, you know, when I was young. I started a guitar when I was about 11 years old. My uncle taught me how to play. And I kind of had that that type of uh, music education where it wasn't so much theoretical, like read notes, read notes. It was, here's an instrument that you can use to express yourself. You can take this and do be happy. You don't, I remember he said, you'll never be lonely with this. And it's true. You know, when you have that power to express yourself, to write, to, to create, um, the world's your oyster. So, you know, that was always my angle with music was, was writing. And, you know, when the song started happening after my, my one severe reaction, it was an outlet more than anything of just like, oh, you know, if you've just had a severe reaction, yourself, like, yeah. that's it. Like if you've had a severe anaphylactic reaction that next day, that next week, that's a really tough time to get over. And it doesn't take overnight. And for me, that was just part of the process to get some emotions out there. So, um, you know, part of that was as well, as I said before, was, you know, I didn't want anybody else to go through that because I was very naive. I thought I was invincible. I thought that having an expired epinephrine would be just fine in my glove compartment. And yeah. I was so lucky. I was going to say, how old was you when you had your kind of first allergic reaction then? Was it, was you, was that in your teenage years or was that when you was a bit younger? Oh, I had quite a few when I was really young. Um, and yeah, in the eighties I had quite a few and it was just a different time then where it was, you know, I hate to say a walk it off attitude, but there was a lot more uh, like wait and see approach given antihistamine versus epinephrine. So yeah. I had a lot when I was younger, I kind of became normalized to it, but I never had that real severe one. And when I was 21, that was the one where I just like right away went right for the throat and knew like within 10 seconds, this is awful. Um, and, and it was that scary moment that just made me realize I know a whole bunch of people just like me that don't take their own condition seriously enough. And there's got to be something I can do to help other people like wake up just like I just had without having to go through that scary experience. Do you think, so I think it sounds like, like before that, and I, and I think it's so true what you're saying as well, like probably like 20 years ago, like people probably didn't take allergies as seriously. Like you didn't really hear too much about it in the news. And like, I remember me growing up, I was like the only kid with like an allergy and skill and like, but it's amazing. Obviously that experience did happen and it's, it's probably shaped the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like your whole, like 
your, yeah. your goals now is obviously to like raise awareness and make a difference. So it must have quite scary at the time when it did happen. Then. Yeah, it definitely put me on a different trajectory, a fully, fully different one, because yeah. now it's it's all allergy. And it's and it's, you know, if anything, it's kind of I feel like I'm living on borrowed time where that reaction was that severe. I remember just how incredibly scary it was. And it just took so long to heal afterwards. And I really just remember, like, I don't want that to happen. And I don't want others to have that to happen. So it got very personal after that. And then, yeah, I picked up the guitar, started writing these songs. My mom was an educator. She uh, was a principal at the time and said, why don't you just go into one of our classes? They've got some kids with food allergies. Talk about your experience. Tell their friends what it's like and just do a little workshop. So I did that, brought my guitar in, played one of these songs, and the kids were, were really into it. And it literally just grew from one class, another class, a school assembly, uh, all the schools in my city, and then the next city. And then now I'm just a traveling musician raising that's awareness amazing, all yeah. of a sudden. So it just started gonna, very, very organically. That's amazing. And you think, do you think it helped as well, obviously, writing these songs? And um, you've kind of spoke about your mom being a principal in terms of like, it must be quite difficult at times trying to get that right tone of voice could you you kind of want to explain it in a way which kids kind of digest and like understand yeah and like i'll be the first to admit i've wrote, wrote songs that i look back i'm like oh i would do that so different now just because it's really important to just get the messaging right it doesn't matter what the melody is and it doesn't matter yeah. what chords you use in, in this type of music but the message is everything so my first CD, I look back and I'm like, oh, ee, I would I would definitely change that word or that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, it gets the point across. And as I've gone along, it's gotten very fine tuned to the point now where when I write a song, I sit down and I'm like, OK, what is the absolute message in a box that I'm trying to get out there? Yeah. And what are those key points? And then the song just kind of grows from that message that kids need to hear. Do you think as your child has your style of like the songs, would you say has changed massively over the few years? I mean, are you going to be rapping that? So you're going to be like going into like different genres. Um, do you feel like you've got your style pretty nailed down now? Yeah. You know, I, I use whatever tools I've got. And uh, like if I, if I could make some really cool tripping uh, hip hop beats, I would, but I, I can't, it's not, it's not part of my, my, uh, my pack, but uh, <laughs> anything like guitar bass, like I am a musician, musician, guitar, bass, ukulele, banjo, uh, singing. I love all that stuff. So um, I explore styles within that. Like I can do, you know, more of the country aspect. I can do more, you know, folky yeah. Jack Johnson, you name it. So uh, I explore that going forward. Very diverse range. I yeah, think it's amazing yeah. as well because I just never, like, I think the first time I met you and you was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm using my guitar to, to, and I do songs, obviously, raise awareness about allergies and stuff. And yeah. it's, it never even, like, crossed my mind. I think it's such an interesting way, definitely for, like, younger kids, for them to kind of understand it and kind of, in, you kind of do it in a form which they can kind of resonate with. And I think that's such an interesting way to kind of go about it. That's it. And it, and they just get so engaged with it. And it's not just the guitar, like it's a full out variety show where I do a few songs and then I have puppets and the yeah. puppets are the hit. Like it doesn't matter. I'm there. They want puppets. <laughs> they're, the, they're the celebrities. Like. <laughs> right. Like I have Epi Man, Epi Man Jr., Epi Girl uh, and a couple other characters Amazing. that yeah. like I, I'll have them do songs and you know interchange the words to make it about food allergy and for them they're they're overdubbing like rapper's delight and you yeah. know some justin bieber and just like whatever's current at yeah, the time yeah. I'm, I'm always patching in new songs for them so 
It's always, uh, yeah, there's definitely rap in my show. It's just not me. It's yeah. the puppets <laughs> the going pu- out the on puppet, that limb. The puppets get all the credit then, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I have to say, though, too, the other big thing in my show is just, like, to get them engaged with, with youth, especially the ones without food allergies, is trivia. Anything that gets their hands up and so like, I know somebody. Oh, I know the answer to that because yeah. I know my friend. And all of a sudden, that empowers them. And that's a huge component of what I do, of getting everybody in the room in on the message, in on wanting to help their friends out. And all of a sudden it's just lifted the understanding, the support, the empathy. And, and that's really the, Amazing. in a nutshell, what I try to do. I was going to ask as well. I know you've, you've shown your kids on your, your, your social channels as well. Have your kids got allergies? <laughs> Unbelievable. So I have multiple, I have peanut, tree nut, egg, fish, shellfish, mustard, and my wife has celiac disease. So the two of us together alone or something else. Nightmare when you go outside, eat out in a restaurant. <laughs> We've got questions. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a daughter who's now five and fully expecting, fully expecting everything, you know. And luckily, knock on wood to this day, not a single allergy tolerance avoidance. So it's amazing to see. Yeah. She's one of the most aware children, that's for sure. But uh, nothing that she has. And do you think, are you going to pass on your musical genes to your kids? Like, are they, are they at that age as well? Because I think it's so interesting because my parents didn't play any kind of instruments. So I've, I've never, never really been around music from a very young age, but I know if like one of the parents is very musical or plays an instrument, then they kind of pass that knowledge on to the kids. Um, has, yeah. has that happened with you? Oh, we have like nightly jams where it's Amazing. just pick up, pick up a pot. <laughs> You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Pick up something and make some noise. So yeah. it's pretty routine. And for me, if anything, it's it's really promoting just like get your ex- express yourself, get it out there. And that's OK. It's yeah. really healthy, whatever instrument, whatever you want to do, whether it's poetry or writing. Um, so that's my big push of just write, make your own stuff. My yeah. daughter's really into making up her own crazy. Songs. No, I, th- I think it's so important. I think when you're a kid as well, like you're not worried what other people think and you're yeah. super creative, but as you get older, you kind of doubt yourself and you're like, and I've always, I think there was a talk by um, Sir Ken Robinson. I think I got his name right there. I'm not too sure, but he did a TEDx talk and he was saying, as you get older, like you become more aware and worried what other people think. But I think that creativity oh. is so important. Even as I get older, I mean, I work as my job is creativity. So but I think like a lot of people don't think they're creative, but they, they are, you know what I mean? It's problem solving. Like that is creativity. Right? Yeah. To put yourself out there and yeah. to the world. And yeah, as you do get older, it's scarier. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. I wanted to, I really wanted to talk to you about the Kickstarter project you did. Um, sure. And I, I only recently come across this and I thought it's amazing where you did algae DVDs, um, which obviously give to skills to educate them about the allergies and it got over 330 backers and raised over 30,000, I think it was dollars. Was yeah. you like overwhelmed with the response? Like when you kind of put this Kickstarter project out there, hoping that it kind of get the sport and the awareness so you can create it. Yes and no. Like I'm, I'm pretty like cautious going, jumping, committing to, to big projects. So I really did my research before that and anyone going on Kickstarter, I can't recommend enough, like really make sure that it's going to be a success or else you wait. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of resource. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, what's my, my core group? And I started like, I called them an A team and it literally was about a hundred people that I, I just amassed through social media and all this and just got everyone to be a part of it. And 
at that point, like, yeah. can I count on all of you? Would you all buy this? Yeah. And slowly but surely just grew that circle to the point where like, okay, this is a no brainer. This doesn't exist in terms of a high quality educational tool for kids. So, you know, I don't think this is going to make tons and tons and tons of, of money on Kickstarter, but it's going to make enough to cover the cost of a needed resource. Yeah. So, um, massive project still i look back and I'm like wow that we made this giant video we recorded in chicago we had a full set we hired actors we had the puppeteers oh, wow. guild of chicago involved it was massive yeah. and it was all funded by the food allergy community and since then it's been seen in thousands of schools and Amazing. giving we get to give away dvds to allergists across america so they can show them so it just it helps educate people, yeah how very, long did it take cool. them was this was this like Obviously, this started off as like an idea, but in terms of like, did it take six months? Did it take a year to kind of pull all the resources together and make this thing happen? Yeah, at least a year. Yeah, a year and a half to two years. Yeah. And then even then, like, there was people saying like, if how do we get this in other languages? So there was then the, the next step of like over full overdub in French, Spanish, and German. So oh, wow. <laughs> it, it's in so many markets now. And it's, yeah, I'm happy to kind of put a plug in it. I put it up, it's streaming yeah. live, streaming on the web now. And, but it was just, it was a never ending project, but proud of it. I think that's the one thing you do these projects and then you get to the end point and you're like, shit, I need to promote this now. I need to get it out to as many people. And that's another yeah. project in itself, like doing a campaign and raising awareness about it, making people aware that this DVD is actually out there. That's it. So yeah, no, I think fair play when I kind of seen that and the amount of backers you had and, like you said, I can see the amount of work that went into the video and I've seen snippets of it. So yeah, I think that's amazing. I really wanted to kind of, one topic I always kind of talk to my guests about, and I think it's amazing to kind of have you on is, is traveling. Um, you've kind of spoke about doing your exchanging like Sweden and obviously going to China. Can we, can we kind of talk about like the first thing, obviously like doing your exchange in Sweden? How was that with allergies? Did you have a good experience like going out there? Yeah. And I'll first say like, kudos to you. I, I really love following you, maintain on Instagram because you travel and you, you're moving and shaking around. And I think just to see people doing that is inspiring and you inspire me. And I think the more that you, people get that out there, that traveling is doable. It's a really powerful thing. Yeah. You know, for me, when I was, it was 20, 20 years old, um, I applied for exchange to, to go anywhere in the world. I just wanted to mix it up. Man. Had a list of places I got into yeah, Sweden, yeah. and uh, it was just out of my, yeah, out of my comfort zone, way out, because I was just such a homebody. Because allergies, you know, you know, it's very typical to just uh, these are my safe walls and my safe meals and all this. Yeah. And I went and did not do enough research of what that I should be doing to to stay safe and. I, I managed and slowly grew my circle of comfort there from just buying frosted flakes every day to eat to like, okay, actually getting, yeah. getting more. Um, but it really opened my eyes to how tricky it is, but it is doable. And you just need to do your research and have a little bit more of a plan in place. But that was my first venture into the world of travel. Yeah. I will say thank you as well. I know I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one travel, isn't it? Because I, I think a lot of people are very kind of scared if definitely we've got a few allergies about obviously traveling and, and, and yeah. going to these different places. But I do think it's so important, you know what I mean? Um, to kind of get out there and, and do your research and hopefully, um, you'll have a good experience. I've touched wood. I've always had tight. 
yeah. a kind of good experience like traveling and stuff but i think it's so important to get out there and, and see the world and it'd be a shame not to um yeah because of your allergies i know you've kind of spoke about going to china as well like how was that with allergies did yeah. you was was that a tricky one to manage i know i heard that like sometimes i cut with lots of like nut soils like did you bring a suitcase yeah. full of food like how well, did you manage that you know, I would say first and foremost, like I think people get so hung up about travel and that it's impossible and difficult. But I think if you take food out of the equation, like forget about food, what would be the minimum things that you would need to have to, to you know, be nourished, be fine oh, for a yeah. week somewhere? And I've done that. I've had a backpack full of granola bars and I saw Morocco and I ate nothing except granola bars. And that's fine. I was 20 years, you know, but yeah, at the same time, <laughs> you can get by. But for me, travel is not about food and that expectation like there's I know I probably won't get to eat much there. And that's fine because I'll find the basics, the staples and I'll have my own yeah. things. But China was beautiful and I had a great time and I went on adventures and I met people that I'll never forget. And I saw shows and experienced a culture that was beautiful. And the food, I don't remember because I didn't really eat it, but we did buy rice and we did buy some basic things. We got a hot plate in our little hotel room and we cooked absolute basics we had a whole suitcase full of pasta from back home yeah and it really just wasn't about food and and i think that is just an important thing to keep in mind that if you can travel and not attach the foodie portion of it you won't be disappointed you know don't so for me it was just a different experience but i absolutely loved it i had one very close call in china and it was it, it was one of those times where you make an assumption and usually I'm pretty good at like, don't assume everything, yeah, check everything. Kind of go you got feeling that. Yeah. Right. And I ordered a tea and it was something called a milk tea. And you would think milk tea was like tea and perhaps milk. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they gave it to me and it came with a spoon on the side. I'm like, okay, maybe there's a tea bag. So I at least took the lid off and started stirring it around. And there's something at the bottom that felt chunky. I scooped oh, it up no. and it was all sliced almonds at the bottom of this tea. Jesus. I was just, yeah. You know, moments like that just kind of throw you back into, wow, don't yeah. assume anything. And especially in a, when traveling, things are different and you just yeah. need to be a little bit more vigilant. It's mad, it's mad how these things happen sometimes. I know I, I've kind of spoke about this before, but like I um, when I was at uni and stuff, like someone had like, cut like Nutella on a shopping board and didn't clean it and just for, for whatever reason you flipped the sandwich why would you flip a sandwich anyway but I did and there was like there was you could see the nut spread on the on the bread wow. and, and and it's the thing it's amazing like like you're saying there assume anything and just let you just always double check because it's then times when you're that's the thing with allergies all it's got to take is like you not to concentrate for them two seconds and then you get know, cut, get caught out yeah it's crazy it's so true. The reactions happen when you f almost feel the safest because it's those times when you let your guard down. It's the times that you make the assumptions. It's the time that you're like with family at a family you yeah. know, reunion where like, all right, everyone should know, but like Uncle John probably forgets because he doesn't deal Just with this. Just in case, day. yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, those are the tough parts. Have you always had like quite good experience then? I mean, you seem quite well traveled. I might be making a judgment here, but have, 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 you, have you been to quite a few different countries? Have you, do you feel like you've quite managed your allergy quite well, like traveling abroad? Yeah, I, I've, I've traveled quite a bit. And um, I think it, it just took that first step. 
yeah. and then the next step. And now I feel very comfortable traveling and I have my routine. I have, you know, I really still have all of those granola bars. I always have backups for every situation. Snacks, right? <laughs> but it's, I'm not thinking now, like before China, I, I was thinking like, there's places I don't go. That's a no go because of cuisine. And that broke that seal for me of just, I can do it. So it was very empowering. Yeah. Um, because now I like I really want to go to Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos and there's a whole list of places that, you know, I know it's I know I won't eat at a restaurant uh, or an average restaurant, but it's doable. So that's so amazing. My, yeah. yeah, I think that's so amazing to hear as well because I would love the opportunity to go to Vietnam or go to Thailand right. or China, and I feel like it's yeah. always held me back. And I've only got one allergy. Well, I'm allergic to all nuts, but. I always felt like that's held me back, but I think like hearing your experiences and, and kind of, you know what I mean? Like just bring loads of passing in a, in a, in a kind of suitcase, just bring two, two, two suitcases, right. one full of like dry pasta and then all you need is water, yeah. then you can't really go too wrong. But um, yeah, I, I really want to do it. And I, I think kind of hearing that from your, your point of view as well, it makes me think like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, that's why I was just, you know, saying kudos to you because I think a lot of people have a perception of what vacation is. And we have yeah. people posting of like, here's what it is for me. And it's, it might be different than what's in a movie, but it's doable and you make it your own and you make it without stress. Like for me, I don't want worry when I'm going somewhere. So that's why I do it this way. I insulate yeah. myself. And at the end of the day, I have so many great experiences and just food is not a big part of it. And that's it. So I try to highlight that after the fact I did a trip, yeah. but yeah, like food, it was something, but here's all the great stuff. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's so funny this week. I posted like some Greek food on my Instagram story, and everyone's like, "What? Yeah. Like you just eat Greek takeaway?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "If you ring up and like, I mean, a lot of time Greeks don't really yeah. cook nuts anyway. My girlfriend's Greek, so like, I mean, I had Greek food before. I <laughs> like, uh, went around to my girlfriend's family house, and they had like Greek takeaway, and like, I always ring up beforehand and kind of start that dialogue. And a lot of time they aren't mm -hmm. standard, which leads on quite nicely to equal equal eats which is your allergy translation cards how yeah. did that idea come about did that idea come about when you was on your travels or was it something you, like you was thinking about afterwards yeah it was actually right after that trip to morocco where oh, really? uh, at the time that I, i've never felt so limited in terms of of what i could access safe food wise uh and and really english was just so rare to hear and, and yeah. see on a menu it was just Arabic, which is very different. Like, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. So <laughs> can't even sound that out. So that was the, that was that experience where, like, wow, next time I need to do better and, and have this all translated so I could give this out. So, yeah, the, the card idea came after the trip to Morocco, uh, where I realized this is going to be really tough uh, tr trying to navigate uh, Arabic with my food allergy. So very limiting, ate a lot of granola bars, not a lot of local cuisine. And after that, I kind of realized there's an opportunity here to make something that could help people. And I started, this is back in 2006, I started Allergy Translation was the, the previous brand. And the core of it was providing just digital cards for people that you could either print yourself, print as many as you want, or later on, we uh, developed an app so you can either just show it on your smartphone. So this, this did its thing for a long time and had some neat opportunities. It grew and grew, got on the Martha Stewart show with it and Amazing. Wall Street Journal, some really great media coverage. It's just yeah. like a, here's 
something that you should you you should use yeah. as an essential allergy travel tool. And it got to the point where it, it it got bigger than I thought it would ever get to. And at that point, with uh, where I was in life, I kind of realized there's an opportunity to do this much better because yeah. it's it's good, but I want it to be great because I see what else is out there, and nothing's great. Nothing's really really helpful yeah. in terms of the message we we need to get across. So I, I went back to school. I did a master's in entrepreneurship and innovation management. And I focused the whole year on just blowing up allergy translation. And it was fun to just like yeah. die. Like if I was to start it again now, how is that going to look like? And it was just so research intensive, like just talking to everybody, um, surveys, phone calls, parents, teenagers, chefs, wait service, foreign staff, you name it. Yeah. I've just, I wanted all of those perspectives to create that card that could at least have that balanced message that here's what we want to say, here's what they want to hear in 50 different languages. So, you know, really, and even the brand name came out of that process of where, where what's, what are we trying to get yeah. out, out of this that, and where do we want to go? I think that's really exciting as well. You know, like you, you started in 2006 and then obviously you, you did this course and then I think, like you say, it gives you that chance to kind of step back yeah. kind of see what, what get get and i think like i know um i shared one of your instagram polls on my on my on my stories where you was you was getting kind of like the different algae communities to kind of get their input which i think is so important as well obviously that they're, they're obviously being the target audience to kind of get their insight and their experience um what was your your kind of findings from that did you did you did you get some really like interesting findings of how people kind of do people use algae translation cards or do they use on the phone for me i i in the past i've used like google translate um what was your kind of findings of people's experience kind of traveling abroad and translating it to the the restaurant yeah so many things and one being like google translate that this was very eye-opening for me i knew that people yeah. use it obviously it's free why wouldn't you yeah. but the amount of people that came back to me that said they had problems they had inaccurate translations with google translate and it actually caused some pretty scary situations abroad. Oh, wow. This this was the eye opener for me of like, okay, I don't consider Google a competitor. I don't want to get into that ball game. But at the same point, like this, whatever I produce has to be at least at a price point where it is so close to free. It is so accessible that people yeah. can at least make that next step of like, all right, I do care about my health. I do want to stay safe. Uh, and that's a reasonable next step in price. This can't be a $50 card, <laughs> you know, to, to, to compete. So uh, that was very eye-opening. But I think overall, it's the differences in messaging that we have from a food allergy community to, let's say, the food service community, where I, I heard so many people just asking, like, what do you say? What do you say at a restaurant? And it was a range from, like, the almost feeling guilty um, I don't want to be a burden, but would you mind? So not being assertive enough to people that were too assertive. Like it's this allergy is like a loaded gun. If you give them a peanut, it yeah. is like a gun to the, you know, that type of message. That is, so, that is so true though, isn't it? It's so hard to find that fine line sometimes. Cause obviously like you, yeah. you for, for a start, <laughs> you shouldn't apologize for having an allergy. Like, yeah. well then I've been, I've been, what you said, really assertive where I was in like, with a person I basically said if, if you eat a nut it can kill me and my note was swell up and they thought it was joking they thought it was a joke basically they was yeah. pulling people over and laughing at it yeah and obviously that makes me feel like 
now you're taking the piss out of my allergy. But um, yeah. but yeah, I think I think it's it'd be quite interesting how you kind of found that messaging because it obviously you kind of That's want it. it to kind of be assertive, but obviously not too relaxed either. It's, it has to be in the middle. And I worked with nonprofit organizations to make sure like that message is middle of the road. This is what needs to be said from as a community to be taken seriously and 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 not be downplayed. And then from the food service side, this is really interesting in that they don't they don't want any other messaging other than what you're allergic to. Is it severe? Is it a food allergy? Is it an intolerance? And they are trained to take that and prepare a meal for you. You know, and I think we start to cross over into the kitchen. And and at that point, that's when it's starting the message is getting diluted. So for me, it was all about striking that black and white balance of this is what it is. Here's the exact, here's some info on cross contact to remind you that it can't be touching other things. Uh, a note of gratitude, because we are thankful for their work. A yeah. icon, so like, you know, with no fish um, and very big black and white, calling it a food allergy. And we have intolerance cards and we have celiac cards and vegan cards and halal cards because that's important. They want to have the right procedure for that right dietary restriction, whether it's life-threatening or whether it's not. Because the part of the problem is that we have calling it a food allergy, so someone will take it seriously. But really, that communication, it all needs to get streamlined because what we're trying to do in the long run is match that communication to the process. So when you do have an intolerance, great. We have the process for that to, to not do the exact steps that we do for a food allergy, but we, we will cater to you. And right now that is sorely missing in the food service industry is that two-way connection. Connection. And I think it's so important what you kind of spoke about for with like Google Translate. I, I've been to Greece before and I went to Greece with my girlfriend and I was using Google Translate and she's like, no, that that's wrong. Like, I, and, and she, she speaks Greek as well. And I, she's like, oh no, that translation is wrong. It, it, it should be spelt like this. And I think it's amazing what you're doing with Ecoleats is obviously using the, the right, the right description, of the allergen. So when you do show it to the waiter, you do do show it to the restaurant that they do understand like very clear that you've got a food allergen. It's not an intolerance or it's not a dietary need. Like That's it. Hey, I might, uh, I might pick your brain on another time because one of our big campaigns this year is to show the benefits of our card versus what you would create with Google Translate. And it's a, it's amazing the differences yeah. of when you put in a, a translation back into it, what you yeah. get. So um, no, really trying to highlight that to people. It's like, just don't risk it. If, if that's the bare minimum, contact me. We'll give you a card. Like, just don't, yeah. don't do it. Don't risk it, yeah. yeah. So when, when you buy a card, is it, do you pay, do you pay for that one language or do you get all the, all the languages with it how how does it work in terms of like when you buy the physical or the digital card do you pay for that one language and then or do you or do you, does it come as like a package or is it a subscription model yeah so part of the the, the new business the new company is providing physical cards so we've got plastic cards now which is really exciting because that's from our research what people want they you know as as much as it's nice yeah. to print your own and just give them away that's handy that has a use people want this so yeah. uh, for me, I love it. I can hold a perfect fan with duct tape on the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep them all in a nice little fun. Right? <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, people, there's a time and place to show it on our app. We have the app as well. But 
you know, you're traveling, we've done the user case studies here, people don't want to give their phone to anybody when they're in Taiwan at a restaurant, you know, will I get, will I get this back? So we're trying to offer those three options, print yourself app or now plastic card. And we're selling them for in two packs or five packs. And literally we just got um, our own professional card printer within the last week. So we're in business now to create any card you want. If you have multiple food allergies, we will fully customize it to you. And coming soon is like a multiple dietary restriction card. So for the people that have celiac and intolerance and a food allergy, um, you know, it's important. It's called out. Here's here's what you've got. And yeah. So that's what we're, we're trying to set apart us from from others is just accuracy. Yeah, and I think that's so important. Yeah. No, I'm really excited to obviously like it's amazing to obviously see it grow, but then obviously with the new rebrand now and getting the word out there, it'd be amazing to obviously for more people to be aware of it. And not, like you said, like people are using Google Translate, then the translation might be wrong. And I've been in that situation before. So I think it's amazing yeah. the work you're doing, obviously, to make it a lot easier for people traveling with allergies. Um I really wanted to kind of talk to you about obviously food allergy Canada. Um, sure. and how you kind of ended up working with them. Did you start working with them? Is it in 2008? Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, over a decade ago. Um, how, I, how did that kind of come about? Was that kind of mutual? You kind of, did they get in touch or was it, was it kind of a partnership which you thought you could kind of help each other to kind of raise awareness about the severities of allergies? Yeah, it, it was a bit of a dream job at the time, that's for sure. And it, it all started just through the music. They heard about this random guy going into schools, educating, and uh, they got a grant at the time to start up a youth program, resources for teenagers, and needed someone to to coordinate this and move it forward. So I got that job, and it was just a dream to work with teens and, and start developing uh, everything from, we did a podcast, e-magazines at the time, this is back in 2008, uh, websites for them, an app. And it was just, uh, yeah, video series. We did a lot of different projects to just raise awareness for Canadian teenagers. And I think the, the one I'm most proud of, we have a book that's on Amazon called The Ultimate Guidebook for Teens with Food Allergies. And it is just, it's across the gamut, chapter by chapter, travel, labels, dating, you know, recovering after a reaction. It's just, by teens for teens so it's a really cool book for, yeah. for any teen looking for that peer support yeah and i think it's so amazing because i think like teenagers are usually kind of like the most at risk of having yeah. these allergic reactions and i've seen this um the other day where people are not speaking up about their allergies in restaurants which it's just really scary and i mean if the, the kind of the most at risk and they kind of take on that responsibility yeah. so yeah it'd be great to kind of check that out um yeah. I know it, it's a tricky, how's it, how's it been? I was going to say it's quite tricky, obviously now, obviously not being able to do talks in person. How's that been for you doing virtual talks? How, how have you kind of found that experience? Has it been different in terms of doing your shows and educating people about allergies? Well, other than getting to wear my slippers during my show and not have anybody notice, uh, it's pretty similar. It's the same education there's some benefits where like when I get to show an epinephrine or adrenaline, I can get it right up there to the web camera and they can actually see it versus a, you know, 400 child assembly. I miss connecting with kids. I miss the energy and seeing kids really gravitate to the message. So there's its pros and there's its cons. And I think in the future, I look forward to both having that option available for people and schools, but I would love to get back to, to, to real touring and uh, face-to-face connecting with kids again. 
I know it just feels so weird at the minute not being able to kind of do that. And I know I've got two like virtual kind of talks coming up soon, which should be quite cool. insightful to see how we get on there. But um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Making Same podcast. It's been great to obviously hear about obviously your part like working with Food Allergy Canada, like Equal Eats Cards. So make sure to check them out. Um, and how you mu- use music to obviously educate. Um, kids from all around America and everywhere about the severities of, of allergies. If anyone wants to follow your channels, what would be the best way to kind of get in touch with you? Yeah, if if you're interested in the music and assemblies, uh, just kyledine.com and at kyledine music on Instagram, and then equaleats.com if you're interested in cards. And we're on Instagram at equal eats as well. Um, but I just want to take a quick moment and thank you, and and really like highlight this right now here are two dudes two guys talking food allergies and you know that's very rare for me it's it's awesome that there's so many mother and parent advocates out there but i think in terms of males that actually have food allergies this is a really cool opportunity and and i hope more um you know share their story and speak their 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 moments to everybody because it's empowering not to you know it's empowering for everybody especially yeah. males young males out there yeah, I hope so. I hope more kind of like male kind of allergy advocates come out the woodworks and start allergy blogs. And I've seen like one or two kind of come up recently. So yeah, but I think it'd be great. And like, like I said, it's been amazing to kind of speak to you about kind of your experiences of, of traveling. And yeah, it'd be great to get more kind of male advocates kind of on the podcast to kind of share their experience with, which is, I think, amazing to kind of get an insight from everyone's different point of view but yeah thank you again for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it my pleasure Um, yeah and for anyone traveling definitely make sure to check out equal eats um rather than google translate i've been in (laughs) been using google translate in the past but i think definitely going forward after speaking to today i think it'd be a great way to kind of translate me allergies so yeah thanks again for coming on and if you enjoyed this podcast episode make sure to write me a view on itunes i really appreciate it and thanks again for listening to the make and take podcast